Hello, and welcome back to Music Therapy and Beyond. My name is Alyssa, and today I'm going to be presenting just some food for thought when considering the effect that explicit lyrics in popular music has on children and adolescents. Music is everywhere. It's in the mall, elevator, doctor's office, school, car, grocery store, on TV, in movies, and even at Walmart. In fact, according to a study in the U.S., the majority of 8 to 18-year-olds listen to music up to two and a half hours a day. Another study cited that at-risk youth may be listening to music for upwards of seven hours a day. These numbers don't even include non-intentional music listening and all of the background music ways that I just listed. With the advent of instant and unlimited music streaming and headphones, it may be hard to keep tabs on what music kids and adolescents are consuming for almost 15 hours a week. A question that many parents ask, and some may not know to ask, is how does explicit content in music affect my child? And for music therapists out there, when utilizing songs with explicit content or entering into lyric-based discussions, it may be important to know how your client's preferred music might be influencing their behavior and attitudes in your session and in day-to-day life. According to the Academy of American Pediatrics, explicit or violent lyrics can affect children's behavior, school performance, social interactions, and mood. Some time ago, I noticed several trending videos on social media showing very, very young children, like three, four, maybe even two years old, singing along to explicit songs in the car while their parents filmed. The videos were intended to be funny, but as a music therapist, I was concerned at the seeming lack of understanding of how much children comprehend and internalize through auditory stimuli, unbeknownst to adults. Now, this is not meant to shame anyone, and I recognize that every parent has their own beliefs and opinions about what content their children should be exposed to. However, in making those decisions, it's important to understand the cause and effect or potential consequences when considering media boundaries for your little ones. I've attached an article in the show notes with a lighthearted example of a mom's experience when realizing that her preschool-aged daughter was singing her own version of the controversial Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song, WAP. This little girl had heard it through her mom's scrolling on TikTok and picked it up without her mom even realizing she'd heard it. An important consideration when children listen to content with sexual themes, violence, racism, and drug use is that children become desensitized to these concepts before they're able to comprehend right and wrong. Children's moral centers are very malleable early in life, and we know that biologically, the prefrontal cortex is underdeveloped until the age of 25. This is the area of the brain that promotes critical thinking, memory, and emotions. This is why teenagers have the reputation for being reckless, emotional, and unreliable or flighty. It's also why teens are very heavily influenced by media content, especially music. The same goes for young children, if not more so. As they're exploring the world, their brains are essentially sponges. They're constantly watching all components of the world around them and taking notes on how to navigate social, emotional, and behavioral aspects of life based on the examples they see and experience. 
Children are looking for guideposts as they hear, see, and explore everything in the world around them. This is why children ask why all the time and why they copy mannerisms of older siblings. Monkey see, monkey do. So why is it easier to memorize a song than a mathematical formula? Or why is it easier to memorize a math formula when put to a song? Your brain processes music and singing more easily because it encodes the information using multiple areas of your brain rather than simply the parts of the brain that process visual or spoken information. When a song has a catchy beat, we're more interested and your brain immediately pays more attention to that stimuli. Your brain also codes music into your long-term memory, which is why you can still recall the lyrics to songs in the radio from 20 years ago or remember your ABCs, but you can't remember what you ate for dinner last Tuesday. Over the years, popular music has become increasingly labeled with explicit content warnings. And while I often hear, oh, I just like this song for the beat, research indicates otherwise. Studies have shown that adolescents choose their favorite songs based on lyric content and are more likely to listen to the lyrics of genres they prefer. And while you may think it possible to tune out the quote-unquote bad parts, adolescents are still able to report an understanding of the meaning and message of the songs even when they do not know the song or understand all of the words or details. In various studies done over the years, music has shown a strong correlation between negative emotional responses and increased risky behavior such as drug abuse and suicide, meaning when the listener is feeling down or sad or depressed or angry and they listen to music that reflects what they're feeling in a negative way, they tend to act on those risky behaviors. Avid listeners to specific genres that contain frequent explicit content are more likely to engage in reckless behaviors than their peers who do not listen to the same music. There is also a correlation between music and performance in school, with listeners of explicit content being below their average grade level and underperforming their peers who prefer different genres of music. While it's difficult to definitively know if the explicit lyric content is simply a reflection of adolescents' lifestyle choices or if the content is influencing their behavior, we do know that there is a correlation between preferred music, content, and behavior. In a study done by Texas Health Science Center at Houston, they found that middle schoolers who listen to three or more hours of rap music a day are more likely to engage in sexual behavior by ninth grade. So, the next time you're in the school drop-off line, perhaps opt for one of these alternatives to keep the music positive for the little ears in the back seat. Kids Bop is a great alternative to current pop music, minus any sketchy lyrics or curse words. Kids Bop music producers are excellent at rewriting parts of the song so that they flow just the same, but the lyrics are 100% kid-friendly. You may also investigate clean playlists, such as clean pop or clean hip-hop. These pre-made playlists often exclude any songs with explicit content warnings and automatically filter out a lot of the content that you may not want your little one to listen to. 
You may also try searching or creating playlists of radio or quote-unquote clean edits of songs. Most songs have a radio alternate version with alternate lyrics that is considered appropriate based on the ratings of various radio stations. Now, while different radio stations do abide by different rating systems, some more conservative, some a little looser on the content, You can typically find these alternate versions with clean lyrics just as easily as you can find the original with the explicit content. Lastly, a simple thing to do is make sure that your explicit content filters are on your household devices and music apps. I've attached a link in the description and the show notes for how to turn these filters on for different apps and phones. As a music therapist, if it's appropriate, Don't be afraid to discuss this topic with your clients. It's possible that they have never considered the harm in explicit lyrics and have never given it any thought. There may be room to explore certain negative attitudes or behaviors mirrored in the songs they prefer and a possibility to express the negative emotions that your clients are trying to validate. It may also be a signpost of some red flags or attitudes that your client is unwilling to discuss simply by paying attention to the type of music and the songs that they're listening to. As parents, when appropriate, have an open conversation with your children about the negative effects of explicit content in music and all media. Bringing in awareness to explicit content rather than mindless desensitization could go a long way. Do your own research and share it with your kids to help them understand the importance of filtering out the content for themselves and keeping an eye out for the red flags and behavior that may be promoted by their favorite songs. Use music as a way to connect and learn about who they listen to and current trends in music among their friend circles. I hope this episode has given you some things to consider when talking to your kids or playing music in the car or even scrolling through apps on your phone. Remember to be mindful, be positive, and use music in your house to uplift your kids, your attitudes, and be aware of the effect that music may be having on your mental health. If you'd like more information or have more questions, get in touch with us. As music therapists, we love to help educate our families and our clients on how to use music at home in a way that is uplifting, empowering, and beneficial to your well-being. For the sources cited in this episode and for more information and resources, please check out our website, www.musictherapyandbeyond.com for all of our show notes and previous episodes. Make sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave a comment if you want to. We always love to hear from you. Feel free to get in touch with us at musictherapyandbeyond at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Music